The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Monday, December 21st. Happy holidays to everybody out there. Christmas is coming. And all the assorted holidays that come with it. And as such, CBS Sports and Westinghouse have teamed up to give away 10 prizes for the holidays. 10 festive prizes, including a curved gaming monitor and a portable power station, perfect for tailgates. You can win all of those and much more by going to cbsports.com slash happy holidays to enter. I will put the link in the episode description. The contest ends December 25th. If you're not sure, that is Friday, which is Christmas, which is actually the first game of week 16 of the 2020 NFL season. If you want to enter to win this free swag, which you should, go to cbssports.com slash happy holidays. That easy. Go win. Text us. Tweet us. Uh, I'll give you Ryan Wilson's personal cell phone number. If you win, tweet me. I'll give you a cell phone number. You can call him and tell him that you won. Wilson and John Breach joining me now to break down week 15 of the 2020 NFL season. Oh, my God. This stupid season is almost over. That ho, is ho, ho. See, there it is. Breach every time interrupts me. The one time I don't talk, he sits there like an idiot. And this time he, he's got on 14 layers of clothes. I'm so angry right now, Breach. It is unbelievable. Well, the joke's like, I, on you. The joke's on you because Brinson was just talking about your phone number. I secretly leave it all over the internet. Like when I rate something on bestbuy.com, I don't even rate it. I just leave Ryan Wilson's phone number and say, please call for a good time. <laughs> that explains, <laughs> that explains all, Please all call for a very bad and anal retentive time. <laughs> um, you do realize, Breach, when I say Wilson's name first and then your name second, that oh, what I'm doing is signaling to the two of you that Wilson should go first and then you should go. So when you dive in, we've been doing this podcast for three damn years. Literally 24 hours ago, you did the exact same thing, and there was a 45-second pause because I, I said, okay, I'm not going to let Breach interrupt me this time, and you just sat there and looked at me. That's because we were all thrown off. You, we have this thing going. I have to interrupt you. Otherwise, the podcast is off to a bad start if I don't. I'm pretty I'm either, I'm either we're, we, we are either getting pregnant or I'm going to fake a pregnancy this offseason because I need six weeks from this podcast. <laughs> oh, I was going to say I'm preemptively angry at Breach. Because I'm fearful that Ryan Phillips will be the Steelers. I'm going to have to get this back here. 
Uh, that's right. If the, it, it, for those people who listen a lot and aren't sure, uh, you're listening on Monday tonight, the Steelers and Bengals play. Ordinarily, this would be a heater battle between Ryan Wilson and John Breach, but the Steelers are good. The Bengals suck. However, there is the threat of Ryan Wilson having to get Ryan Finley's tattoo, Ryan Finley's face tattooed on his buttocks. And not just any Ryan Finley face. I get to draw it by hand, and I'm literally the worst artist in the history of the world. That could be that could play in my favor. I don't think so. But we'll talk about that in 24 hours. What, what right. Let's get to the games, and we start with oh, – we don't start with Sunday Night Football because that was a poop show. We start with the game of the week of the century of the year, a possible Super Bowl rematch. Oh. Nets, Romo, Wolfson, Chiefs 32, Saints 29. It actually uh, probably wasn't that close, but the uh, the Saints did cover in some spots. The final line at William Hill was Chiefs minus two and a half, so that actually hit. The over 53 and a half hit. Shout out to uh, Adam Azer, who talked – everybody into uh, taking the over on our Twitch stream. We had uh, Dante Hall on. He showed up live from the Superdome. And and actually, you know what? So he, he came on. He's like in the Superdome drinking a hurricane, Kevin Cork style. Nice doing the, doing the Doing this Twitch stream with us. And he's hanging out like he had to go away from the game to does the sound wouldn't mess him up. And he's sitting down talking to us. And all of a sudden he starts like getting into this are you somebody? Oh my God. Like Dante's wife is yelling at him to come back to the seats or the box or wherever they're sitting. Emmanuel Sanders are giving him tickets. And we're like, ah, he's about to get in trouble. And he turns and he's like, I'm doing a CBS broadcast and show it's security and police. And he ends up in an argument with them. And that's the last we saw of him. We don't know what happened. Dante Hall disappeared, but the chiefs managed to win anyway. You seem really worried about the human joystick. That's his third time on there. We're borderline friends. Sounds like your friends. You said, eh, whatever happened to him happened to him. We're going to leave the stream and be like, Dante, are you okay? That's what, that's what, uh, Jamie and, uh, Schrager are for. Debo would have called him. I don't know about these sorry ass producers. Debo would have called him for sure. Like, Dante, everything okay? So, Chiefs win. Chiefs cover the final two and a half. It depends on where you got it. This, I mean, obviously you could have middled it. Uh, the over hit Patrick Mahomes was pretty good but not great. He did some amazing things, but wasn't, he wasn't, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to obliterate your defense and, and sacrifice your entire team over the altar type of thing. You know, who wasn't good at all drew Brees, but he came up with a decent stat line, 25 fantasy points. Let me ask you this breach. Did Brees come back too early or do you think coming back the way that he did will help prepare the saints for the playoffs? Uh, I think he came back too early. I actually wrote something on Friday in the newsletter, which everyone should subscribe to, why I thought it was a bad may I May I recommend you give an address for that? What's What's the address? I have no idea. CBSSports.com slash newsletters. There you go. I think, I think that's what it is. You sign up for all of them. I don't read uh, it. <laughs> but Wilson, yes. do, you read, do you read Rich's newsletter? No. <laughs> and also, if you had, you would have gotten another – Possibly winning parlay. It was Packers money line, Chiefs money line, Steelers money line. So we need the Steelers hit tomorrow. Uh, but anyway, pay? like plus 150, I think. Wow. That's pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty good. The Steelers hit. Good. Uh, so anyway, I did write this on Friday that I thought it was a horrible idea for them to start. First of all, Jay Glazer had this insane report 
on Sunday morning about Drew Brees. That Drew Brees didn't he, he's not 100 percent and he didn't even know how healthy he was because he couldn't go in for another x-ray because he'd already been x-rayed three times in the past month and they couldn't afford his body to get any more radiation so like how what? crazy is that that they're saying yeah you can't get another x-ray man you either you have to go by feel so breeze had to literally go out and throw decide that he could handle the pain and then apparently him and shot and pain decided during the week that yeah it's good you're gonna play sunday uh we're all good to go so that's bonkers uh but we saw how rusty Drew Brees looked, all right? They lose anyway. So now you risk kind of re-injuring him, and now you have to play on Friday on Christmas. You have a short turnaround. So I just thought this was a bad combo, especially because if you look at the Saints' final three games, including this Chiefs game, this was the one that was most worthless because it was against an AFC team. Like, it's not going to affect you in any tiebreakers. You are probably going to lose anyway. You probably would have felt better losing this game with Taysom Hill at quarterback and giving Drew Brees another week to heal, but you didn't do that. Uh, and 15 to 34 is a pretty ugly, ugly stat line for Drew Brees. So this was, uh, I thought it was a bad he, idea to play him. He, all right. So, and I'll let Wilson jump in, in a second, but he started 0 of 6, which, and the Saints for the first time since 2004 did not have a first down on their first four drives of a game. I mean, it's been 16 years since that happened. Breeze had never started 0 and 6 in a, in a game in his career. He finishes 15 of 34 for 234 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, and an 84.7 completion or a uh, 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 passer rating, which like the final stat line, if you take out the completion percentage is fine, but he was clearly off. And, and to breach his point, Wilson, I don't understand why. Like it's you're playing the Chiefs. What 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 the hell was the point? Did you have to come back and be like, I can go toe to toe with Mahomes, and then all of a sudden it's your own six. You're like, I can't go toe to. I mean, I, I don't I don't get why he rushed back. Yeah, I'm with you. In fact, I'm off the top of my head. I think the first half stat line for Breeze was five of sixteen for something like eighty seven yards. So you take out the fifty one yard pass to Manny Sanders in the first half. It was four of fifteen with an interception and the interception. For 30-something yards. The ones who got those ribs nice and loose, he was able to sort of... So the only other side of the argument I would make is that, okay, let's just give him as many reps as possible because he's going to be rusty, and he was incredibly rusty, but we can't let him get killed. Also, by the way, clearly Sean Payton gave James Winston COVID, so he wouldn't be able to be in the lineup either. So it was just two quarterbacks. Uh, he didn't. He's on the COVID list. I don't think Sean Payton gave it to him. So, But uh, Taysom went from being the number three, which is what he was supposed to be, to being the backup quarterback. Uh, but I, I think on some level, the, the thinking was, let's just get Drew Brees some reps because I don't think they thought they were going to win that Chiefs game. I think what they thought was, let's have Drew Brees be as close to 100% in terms of not being rusty when we get to January as opposed to trying to roll them out there week 17 and it won't matter. That's that's the only explanation I can think of because – so I, and we had Marquise, Marcus Colston. Is it Marquez or Marquise? We couldn't decide. Marcus. Okay. M-A-R-C-U-S is how you pronounce it, Marcus. Marcus Colston. I, I can't remember which one I was calling him, but Azer was calling him the opposite. It was weird. I, at one point, I called him Mr. Colston. That's how weird it got. Uh, but Colston, <laughs> Colston was on the, the Twitch stream with us. And we're like, you know, I, th- I, I think that – so last year, I thought that Drew Brees came back from his uh, his thumb injury early because they had the Cardinals who were who sucked last year, and then they had their bye. And he came back to play the Cardinals. It's like, what are you doing? But at that point, Teddy Bridgewater was five and zero, and people were at least throwing out the, you know, is this Teddy's team now? Sort of stuff. Breeze comes back, throttles the Cardinals, and it goes into the bye. 
this felt to me like, because Taysom Hill lost to the Eagles last week, this felt to me like Breeze comes back to try and prove he can hang with Mahomes. And it doesn't make any damn sense. Like, I don't I, – I, the only explanation is they want him to get the reps. But if you got ripped, like, shredded ribs, what what good are the reps? It doesn't make any sense. Or if you get re-injured, what good right. are the reps? And that's the thing. If you're if, – if Breeze is playing at, say, 90% and he takes a hit that would not have re-injured him at 100%, but it could re-injure him at 90%, that's an issue. And so there was no reason – just give him another week off. That's all you had to do. But I do think you're right, Brent. I think it was just one of those, look, this is a showdown. They're the best team in the NFL right now. I want to be out there. I want to prove that I can beat them, even though I didn't beat them. And the thing is, they wasted like a really good defensive performance from the Saints. They hit yeah. Patrick Mahomes 11 times. They sacked him four times. His stats were okay, but completion percentage-wise, he was all over the place because the Saints had him running for his life. And I think if they had a more competent offense, you know, they didn't have Michael Thomas either. So you, obviously that would help Drew Brees because that's his security blanket. But, I, you know, the, the fact that the offense just couldn't get anything, the Saints weren't able to take advantage of any time the defense made a huge stop. And I think that played into this, you know, and they still kept it close despite all that working in their favor and their offense playing so badly. Yeah, the Saints went one of 11 on third downs. They had 19 fewer first downs than the Chiefs. The Chiefs ran 40 more plays than the Saints. 90, 92? 92 plays to 52 plays. And uh, the Chiefs had a 41-minute to 19-minute time of possession Dominant, and yet the Saints managed to cover. Maybe, maybe, maybe this was it. It was like, all right, let's go out there, win this with defense. But like, if Taysom Hill plays quarterback, I feel like the Saints win this game. Is that is that weird? No. I don't think that's crazy. No, they're not winning that game. I thought the defense Breeze was awful, man. Yeah, but ta- I mean, Wilson, you said his first half stats. Could Taysom Hill have done better than that in the first half? Yes, you could have done better than that in the first half. All right. Maybe I should be the same. And there is something to be said, by the way, for the breach noted this, that the way the Saints defense played, because that's important for teams facing the Chiefs going forward in the playoffs. Also, I'm going to start calling Kansas City the one, the, the one score win Chiefs, because they don't beat teams by more than one score. And it's God, been, God, God forbid you mentioned the Browns might hang with the Chiefs. Anyway, we'll get to that in a minute, but on, on Kansas City. Yeah. That, that's just you trolling. Wait, on Wilson's note, we have a, a fun fact here. They are the Chiefs are the first team in NFL history to win six straight games by six points or fewer. Wow, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna catch up to them. I'm telling you. So are we gonna call the Chiefs for regression next year? Because that's what we did with the Packers last year. Call it this year. Um, they're they're playing with fire. I'm just telling. They, no, I agree. I agree. They are playing with fire. You you are you are pulling a Russell Wilson. Now their defense, I think, has been playing better. Um, Clyde Edwards Elayer, excuse me, suffered a. What could be a serious injury? We don't know the extent of it. If they've got to lean on Le'Veon Bell to be their primary Le'Veon Bell back, left with an injury, too. Yeah, I mean, like, if they have no running backs, I mean, I, I guess. The, the argument is last year they had no running backs on the Super Bowl. But, I mean, our boy Damian Williams is pretty good. But uh, Mahomes, 26-47, 254 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Kelsey, 68 receiving yards and one touchdown. The leading receiver, Tyreek Hill, Six catches, 53 yards and a score, which is very un-Tyreek of him. Um, I mean, look, the, the Chiefs got the win. They're 13-1. and one. But, you, but, you know, I, I do think at some point, if we're going to sort of like, you know, rub the Steelers' head and be like, oh, y'all, y'all were 11-0. That was great. Like, hey, we got to do the same for the Chiefs. Like, they're 13-1, but as you point out, they won six straight by one score. We've been saying that. 
at least me and Breach have. I know we were talking about the Panthers two point win a month ago and, and they, they beat the Broncos by six points. Those are teams you got to be blown out. I will say that the one difference though, and I think we have brought it up at least once is that of these six games, there was never a point where I felt like the Chiefs were going to lose. You know, like with the Steelers, they've been playing with fire. We're saying they're eventually going to lose a game. They lost two straight with the Chiefs. Either of these games are like the Saints where they're up by two touchdowns. The other team tries to make a desperate comeback at the end. Even when they fell down by 10 to the Dolphins, they eventually got up by two touchdowns before the Dolphins tried to make a desperate comeback at the end. So they don't close teams out well, but I just haven't felt like, you know, over the past six weeks that they were going to lose any of these games. Now, going back earlier, though, it felt like they were going to lose to the Chargers, but that that's before we knew Anthony Lynn's plan for late-game <laughs> implosions. I should have known it from the year before. But I, but I do think when you look at the AFC playoff field, and whether you want to throw in the Miami or Baltimore, and then you add in Cleveland, Indianapolis, Tennessee, and Buffalo and Pittsburgh. I mean, you're not, you're not, somebody's gonna, you're gonna slip up at some point if you, if you, if you, if you keep it too close. I, I, I think the idea that the Chiefs are just going to run roughshed over the, the rest of the, the AFC is, is wild. I mean, they're plus 170 to win the Super Bowl. The Packers are six to one. And the Saints are almost nine to one at William Hill after week 15's action. I, I, I think the Chiefs are the best team of football. If Mahomes gets cooking, they're going to be impossible to stop, but they had to come back in every single one of their games last year in the playoffs. I don't, yeah. I mean, the good news is you have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. That solves a lot of problems. Yeah. I just, I just don't know that you want, you prefer walking a tightrope if you don't have to. But well. I think Wilson's the one who's been saying all year, there's no great teams. And so that's the thing is that the Chiefs are the best team, but it does feel like there are two or three teams in the AFC that could beat them. So if they're, they have an off day and you know, when you throw in the ball all the time, you're slinging the ball that's around, good. you can have an off day, especially when you're playing in January and there could be 30 mile an hour winds at Arrowhead stadium and five inches of snow or, or the ball bounces funny. Cause it's an oblong leather, you know, football. Anyway, let's get to teams that could possibly beat the chiefs. Starting with the Jets, who beat the Rams 23 to 30. Excuse me, 23 to 20. That's how bad the Jets are. I thought they lost anyway. Uh, the Jets won. Or did they? 23-20, Jets cover the plus 17, the under 44 and a half hits. Uh, God, why didn't, we, why didn't I take that? Jared Goff, the top fantasy performer here. The Jets are the first winless team in NFL history to beat a nine-plus win team on the road. My question for you, Wilson. Our NFL, our senior NFL draft analyst. Was this a win or a loss for the Jets? So Rob Arziero, the, the producer in Stanford said this was uh, the second biggest upset in Jets history. The first one being Super Bowl three when they beat the Colts <laughs> with, with Joe Namath. And I think that's probably right. This is a huge win. And not only is it a huge win, um, the point you're getting at is that now they were the number two pick in, in the draft and the, the, if, Jaguars, if the Jaguars lose out. The Jaguars have the number one seed. That's their right. number one pick. Excuse me. Number one pick. So the victory on Sunday against the Rams team that raises, I've never been on the Rams bandwagon. Now I have even more questions. Um, now means, yeah, you won a football game, Adam Gase. By the way, the most just thing ever is if Chris and Woody Johnson fired Adam Gase after the first win of the season because he ruined the Trevor Lawrence <laughs> pick. <laughs> This is the ultimate Pyrrhic victory breach because now the Jets are, I mean, can you imagine, like, what if 
and this is, I'm not saying that this is the case, but what if Justin Fields is Ryan Leaf and Trevor Lawrence is Peyton Manning? Let me, let me add to that. I, I was talking to a scout a few weeks ago, um, whose team might have a, a top 10 pick. And he said, I am very nervous about being in a position where I have to say to the GM, we can take Justin Fields. I don't want anything to do with Justin Fields. And, uh, the addendum to that is my mock weekly mock draft comes out Tuesday with the number two pick. The Jets ain't taking Justin Fields. You have to, you have to tune in to find out who they're going to take. Zach Wilson? There, I'll tell you, just so I, cause I want to see Breach's face. They're going to take Panay Sewell, the best offensive lineman in the draft, which screws things royally for the Bengals at number three. Double down on Sam Darnold. If the Jets don't take a quarterback, their fan base will quit on them. If they didn't already quit today, Hard can you distance. imagine sitting through 0 and 13 and all you have going for you in your Jets fan life is, you know what? I don't care if we go in 16. We'll get Trevor Lawrence. He'll turn the franchise around. I'll suffer through this one sucky year to get a quarterback who's going to be here for 15 years. And all of a sudden you beat the freaking Rams. And now you're probably not going to get them because the Jags are probably going to just probably. You're not getting starters. Them. I mean, Jacksonville, you start like your left tackle at quarterback next week, right? Like you are not trying to win any games at all if you're Jacksonville. Oh no. This is great news. Not only is it great news. For the Jaguars, that Jaguars job, GM job, maybe the coaching job too, becomes way more attractive. God. Ton of draft picks, Trevor Lawrence. The weather's not terrible. You might be going to London. I don't know if that's a selling point or not, but that's something. And it'll be easier to get free agents there. If you know you have a, a you're not, you know, no offense to Gardner Minshew, but Gardner Minshew's not the franchise, face the franchise going forward. I mean, there are a ton of reasons to like it. And I think the Jets are going to be hard pressed to convince themselves to take someone not named Trevor Lawrence if they're at number two. I think they have to take a, an offensive lineman. So uh, very quickly before we dive further into that, uh, my quick research on stathead.com, uh-huh. which we'll see how that pans out, shows that this is the fifth win by a 17 or 17 point dog or greater. Dude, Breach tweeted this out. Why don't you just ask Breach for the tweet? Well, it would have been nice if he'd mentioned it instead of yammering on about the Bengals. That was me. What's the I, I put it in Slack. Wow, I'm not yammer. getting Slack alerts. This is driving me nuts. <laughs> Nothing is working. Everything sucks in 2020. My oh, Slack man. alerts don't even show up in the corner. Oh, man yells at clouds. <laughs> Listen, Listen, tell your fun fact. Though, I, I didn't bring find, it up. Oh, my God. It drives me insane. Anyway, go ahead. It's, it's still worth bringing up. Oh, why don't you list them since you tweeted it? I'll just retweet you. Uh, this is tied for the second biggest ever since the schedule expanded to 16 games in 1978. That's just kind of a good cutoff point because records are kind of murky before that. The two biggest were 17 and a half points. Jets closed as a, as a 17 point underdog at most places. I think it did actually get up to 17 and a half at a few books. So you're talking about, this is uh, tied for the second biggest upset of the past 42 years. So that is just how insane this is. And really it's kind of a slap in the face of the Rams. Who are horrible now, right? Yeah, that's that's what's being lost in this. Trevor Lawrence is the is the story is story number one. Story number two is the Jets only won the game. Story number three, a distant third, even though it's maybe more important right now, is that what are you doing, Rams? Yeah, that's I I didn't. Um, so we were doing the live Twitch thing, watching the Chiefs and Saints, and you know it's like ah, oh, Jets scored. What are you gonna do? Jets scored. It's gonna, they're gonna come back. And I bet the Rams live a bunch. Uh, that didn't work out very well. Yeah, it was twenty to three, and I still like. There's no way the Rams are gonna lose this game. I mean, they had the ball down, uh, I think six points with a chance to come back and win. And by the way, 
here's how bad this, the Rams played. They, the score does not indicate how badly they, the Jets kicked a 25 yard field goal and a 21 yard field goal. They could have gone for it on fourth and short both times, both times inside the five yard line and they kicked field goals. Gase did go for it late on a fourth and, on a fourth and one. He, no, uh, oh, he went for it twice. That's right. In the last possession, they had third down. They had to convert and they passed the ball to Frank Gore for his only catch of the game. It was insane. <laughs> and they did a fourth and one on the goal line where they fed Frank Gore at the middle. Like I respect Adam Gage for going down with the ship with his brand. I do think it's interesting. Like the idea that the Jets would draft Penny Sewell and build around Sam Darnold with a new coaching staff and a new, I actually, I don't think Joe Douglas is going anywhere. No, I don't think so either. But a new coaching staff. Think about I, it. Makai Becton, Panay Sewell, and Sam Darnold for one more year. Maybe something happens. Okay, now I don't, now can you, can Panay Sewell just slide to the right side? Yeah, I think Makai Becton actually played right tackle at some point in Louisville too. That might be right. So you move Becton to the right, man, he's been so good on the left side. You can side. figure, look, dude, Panay Sewell is a crazy athlete. Makai Becton is a crazy, you can figure it out. But you have two bookend tackles. Boom. You don't have Justin Fields, who you're not crazy about. You don't know who he's going to be. You definitely draft Panay Sewell over Justin Fields if you don't like Justin Fields. That is such bad. But that's, that's a different story for a different day. The Jets won a game. Now the Jaguars will probably screw it up and beat the Colts in week 17 or something like that. We'll see. But for right now, the Jets are in the number two spot. The Rams. The Rams still control their own destiny. Went out. They went to the division. I think they'll beat the Seahawks this week. And I think Breach They'll win the division and they'll be fine. What's the last game? Is it the last game Cardinals? Yeah, I think they win their last two games. Then they'll, they'll be division champs. But this is a, I mean, so. What, what are the, uh, listen, I'll, I'll find it. Well, Breach, Breach, do you agree that the Rams will win their last two, uh, games? I don't, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Well, Devo just put the odds in slack. So the, 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 the division title odds, the Seahawks ah. right now are negative 200. The Rams are plus. 170. So if you do uh, think they're going to win their last two games, I mean, that's pretty good. If, if, why Rams, did you, we just, no, saw but, but the you should, so, so, all right. If you listen to this podcast and you think the Rams are going to win their last two games to win the division, don't bet on them to win the division. Uh, bet on them this week as a, a dog against Seattle because they're plus two and a half and create a, a money line parlay, but with an open spot and then bet on them in week 17 too. See what I'm saying? Like the odds would be better than plus one seventy. Why do we think they're going to win the division? They just lost to the Jets. They're five and one in their last six games against the Seahawks. They've won three straight yeah. against Seattle. They just dominate Seattle for whatever reason. They come out and keep doing it. The Seahawks play. I would encourage the Seahawks to come out in Jets uniforms then, and that would be their best chance to win. Well, that might be their best chance if the NFL allows that. I'm sure Pete Carroll would do it. He's the one coach who'd be like, yeah, I'm Maybe, for that. This may have been a look ahead spot for the Rams. I will say real quick about the Rams. They, yeah, oh yeah, trap game total. This, this is a trap game. Like, you're making excuses. To, you just played the Patriots. Now you're playing the Jets and then the Seahawks. But one thing I will say about Sean McVay real quick is that, so the last possession, the Rams had the ball. They were trailing 23 to 20. They had a third and four at the Jets 37. Got to get a first down. What do they do? Goff takes a shot deep. So. Oh, no. Four. Yeah. Let me get there. Because then they did it on fourth and four. So you, you go deep two plays in a row when you only needed four yards. So I don't know if McVay, he obviously called the play, but I don't know if he was thinking there's no way Jared's going to go deep twice. That's like the fifth option. He's not, you know, I I don't know what the thinking was there, but it didn't make any sense at all because you only need four yards. And also on fourth and four, 
There's also the option of kicking a field goal. You kick the field goal to tie a game. You go to overtime. You win this in overtime. The Jets are not beating you in overtime after you came back from 20 to three. So I thought they just botched uh, that third and fourth and four by not even – they could have run the ball twice. That would have been better than throwing it deep. Like this was just total insanity on the Rams' part. They just fell asleep at the wheel. And the fourth and, and four was a bomb to Gerald Everett, the tight end. Yeah. It wasn't even to Cooper Cup or Robert Woods. I mean, yeah. All right, so what do we think the Rams will be against the Cardinals in Week 17? They're going to lose to the Seahawks. I'm all over. That's fine. Just what do you, what do you think the line's going to be? Where's that game? In uh, Los Angeles. Minus four and a half. Okay, yeah, perfect. I think the Rams will be favored. All right, so if the Rams are minus four, which the Cardinals are this week, so I'm basically using two lines of William Hill to create the same parlay you would get. You'd get plus 217 for the Rams to win their final two games. In other words, don't take them plus 170 to win the division because you can get plus 217 to win their final two games. If, if you like the Rams, right? If you like that, that's right. Or parlay all three. Can't do that. You can't parlay a division one with a weekly uh, game? I don't, I don't, no, I don't think so. Anyway, the, look, the Ram, look, this is a bad game. This is your loss to the Jets. This is what the Chargers do, not what the Rams do. Yeah, uh, the Chargers LA stink is running. Sharing that stadium is not working out for the Rams. They need to get out of there. Ooh, maybe that's what happened. They shared the stink with the Chargers. The Dolphins shook off the. Oh my God! Did Breach. you hear that noise? That was John Breach <laughs> undressing in the middle of the podcast. He's taking off his jacket. Thank oh, God, I should have pressed mute. Sorry, guys. Oh gosh, thank. No, not everyone needs to know I'm stripping, but now the secret's out. Tune into YouTube to see what I'm wearing. Third, what's that third nipple? <laughs> the Dolphins beat the Patriots. Uh, Brian Flores pulled out. I mean, this is a kitchen sink. This is Brian Flores Super Bowl. We got to, oh man, I, I want to fade the Dolphins next week, but you can't because they're playing the Raiders. It's a great matchup, but they pulled out everything they had left in the tank for this game. The, uh, the old hook and ladder. Somebody made fun of me for calling it a hook and ladder. You know, it's funny. I called it hook and ladder. People call it hook and lateral as well. It's a okay. hook and oh, I, and I hate when people correct it and tell you it's called a hook and lateral. Like, do you not see how it got shortened to hook and ladder? A yeah. lateral, la- like that just became the play call because it was quicker. Hook and ladder, hook and lateral. That's, yeah, I mean, of course it. it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, of course it, there's a lateral involved, but either one's fine. Pal. You don't, well, in that person's defense, when Freddie Kitchens runs the hook and ladder, he brings a ladder into the field. It complicates everything. Just doesn't work out. It's his quarterback over the head with the ladder. Uh, Dolphins 22, Patriots 12. The Dolphins, who were plus one, closes the dog after, uh, being a two and a half point favorite covered and obviously won outright. The under never felt in doubt, although once the Patriots were trying to march to get back within one score, it did get a little close. And now New England and Bill Belichick eliminated from the playoffs for the first time since 2008. Patriots, David Hayes will recall. That the Dolphins won the division that year and that the Patriots without Tom Brady, who tore his ACL in the first game of the season against the Chiefs. Bernard Pollard. Won, with thanks to Bernard Pollard, won 11 games with Matt Castle and Randy Moss and Wes Welker and Dante Solworth and still missed the playoffs. Man, it's, uh, Ronnie Brown years. was a feature back for the Dolphins. He was he running was? the Wildcat like crazy. Ronnie Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. It was 08, not Pennington? Was 08 the Wildcat year? Wildcat year was 08. I don't know who the quarterback was. It may have been Pennington, but Ronnie Brown was the, was, the, was primarily running the Wildcat and having all sorts of success. 
I'm sure I'll look it up and then I'll, I'll realize that five seconds earlier, Diva gave it to me. Um, so it was Pennington. There you go. Of course it was. All 16 games. You know what Chad Pennington's birthday is? June 20th. Same as yours. Have I mentioned that a bunch of times? No, but why else would you ask? You don't know anyone else's birthday. You, didn't even you know who else is born on June 26th? <laughs> Another <laughs> mobile quarterback like Chad Pennington? Athlete like myself? Unlike myself, he's left-handed. Mike Glennon, Tim Tebow. Also, unlike myself, he's been to prison for dogfighting. Michael De- Vick. Definitely Tim Tebow. Oh, that's Michael Vick. Derek Jeter. Yeah. Um, Derek Jeter also born in June. Anyway. Uh, I don't Day know. too early. What do we got? So, what game are we talking about? The, the, uh, the, the Dolphins. Do you think the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs? And so, I don't, but this is a big, big win for them. The issue is that we talk about teams and the direction they're going at this point in the proceedings. The Ravens are going in the absolute right direction. Um, and I like what the Dolphins are doing. We talk about this every week. Like, I think Tua's getting better. I understand why you play him. Ryan Fitzpatrick gives you the best chance to win right now. And I think that's still the reality. Like, Tua's numbers weren't great. I mean, he was 20 of 26, but only for 145 yards. Had a terrible interception in the end zone. He ran in that short uh, uh, made that short run for the touchdown. Uh, I get that, but he didn't have a lot to do with, with that team's success. Like, I don't feel like he's quite there yet. He's getting there. But again, if you had a one game week 17 play in game to go to the playoffs, who are you starting to or, or Fitz magic? I mean, that, who would we start or who was yeah, Brian going to start? Who would you start? Fitz magic. Yeah. With all the magic. So I think. My, the long way of saying that I, I think that the Ravens are, are trending in the right direction. Well, the Dolphins, I mean, yeah, I, I, I would take the Ravens over the Dolphins right now too. I will say the Dolphins are trending in the right direction. As Who'd the, have, like next week the Ravens have the Giants. Who do the Dolphins have? Dolphins have the Raiders on Saturday. And then who do you know? And then the Bills who mm-hmm. maybe won't maybe have anything to play game. for. And all of a sudden the Dolphins get to 11 and five. The Dolphins get to 11 wins. They're in, right? Yeah, because they're ahead. Well, because no, you know. well, could have the Colts, Browns, Dolphins, and Ravens all tied at eleven and five. No, but the Dolphins, if they went out, they they wouldn't change. They're currently on the inside, right? Yeah, they're the seventh seed right now. Unless they play off. Yeah, there. no, that, they're the seventh seed right now. Yeah, so the Dolphins they're currently the seventh seed. So if they went out, they're going to be no. The Ravens are also nine and five, though. Yeah, but. If you went out, I don't think it changed. No, but none of the Titans, Browns, Colts, Dolphins, and Ravens play each other the rest of the way. None of them do, right? None of them do, which means they could all end up being. But here's the thing. If the the Dolphins went out, they have a better conference record than the the Ravens will. But if, let's say, the Browns finish 11-5 and the Ravens also finish 11-5, and the Colts finish 11 and 5, the Browns will be the odd man out because first you do a division tiebreaker and the Ravens right. have a better divisional record. Yep. And then it would be between the Colts, Dolphins. Are you tell me there's a chance the Browns win 11 games and don't make the playoffs? That would be the most Browns that thing is ever. Effed up. I mean, <laughs> that is screwed up, man. I wouldn't even say there's a chance. Like, I feel like they're, if they win, they the better Browns, win 12 games. If the Browns win 11 games, that means they beat the Steelers. So they'll be three and three in the division. And the Ravens are three and two. So if they went out, they'll be four and two. So they'll still be ahead of the Browns in the division. Who who's their remaining game? Uh, the the Bengals, Bengals in week seventeen. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. 
Yep. All right. Oh my god. That's saucy. I mean, that's crazy to just think of. Like, I feel if bad. That happens, the, NFL fans, has to, the NFL has to expand the playoffs. It's somewhat again. It's but, somewhat no, realistic. No, just, you have to go to eight. Just for the AFC, you go to eight. You make the Chiefs play the Browns. Is that right, Breeze? That is right. They're going to miss the playoffs in <laughs> eleven games. Right, but that's- I mean the Dolphins have to go in eleven five. So this involved the Dolphins beating the Bills in Week seventeen. That's a big part that. of this. That's not a gimme, uh, but yeah, I mean, go well, back on your word. You just said it's okay. Well, well yeah, we've covered the. But now, if the Browns win their final two games, they're in. Yeah, no, but they have to beat the Steelers. Yes. in Week seventeen. But but if we're going to say that the Bills aren't going to try in Week seventeen against the Dolphins, then we also have to agree that the Steelers might not try against the yeah. Browns. That's if right. the Bills aren't trying, that means the Steelers probably aren't trying either. And that means they're locked into two and three and they don't care which way it falls. Or the Browns just lose next week to the Jets and that's, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Nah, it ain't happening. Browns are good. We'll get to them in a second. Um, okay. So we the, the, uh, the, the pa- what, 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 who is quarterbacking the Patriots in September of 2021? Mac Jones. Andy Dalton. I'll say Jimmy Garoppolo. How's that happening? Uh, the 49ers cut him and, I don't know. What him. about Mitchell Trubisky? That's not getting money. No. What about Carson Wentz? No. <laughs> what about Sam Darnold? I'm kidding about Carson Wentz. Sam Darnold? No. Uh, They're not drafting the quarterback. You're not getting Panay Sewell to, to Cincinnati. So You just said Mac Jones, so why are they not drafting a quarterback? Oh, oh, what a big jam. No. Took it in his hands and said, That's not drafting a quarterback. I played that on the Twitch show today, and Asia goes, that is obnoxiously long. <laughs> All right, take a break. I can't I can't deal with this. All right. <laughs> so you're saying Mac Jones in yeah. what round? The first is the Patriots aren't drafting a quarterback. Not the Patriots. The Jets aren't drafting a quarterback. I was making the Panay Sewell reference when he said Sam Darnold. Keep up, dum-dum. Oh, well, that's why we were both confused. I thought you were talking about the Patriots also. I can't hear you. I'm playing my own dunk music, Summers. <laughs> you, you have to watch a YouTube video to see Ryan dunk yeah. right now. I mean, it was all-time classic. Caught me off guard. I didn't know what I was talking about. First really, really quickly, tie, tie it up with the Patriots. Is there any, like, is there any saving this season? What what saves this no, season? They're not going to the playoffs. What are you talking about? What's the save? If Tom Brady misses the playoffs too, I don't know. <laughs> of Brent's spite hate this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think beating the Bills on Monday night oh, would be a good way to. We've like, gone go from what? How would that do? We, exactly. We've gone from the expectations. Everybody won the division. We've no, gone. I mean, but you're the Patriots. You didn't win the division, but you beat the division champ. That's some. That's something the Bengals fan would say. I mean, this team is expected yeah, to win the true. Super Bowl every year, and now we've come down to well, maybe we beat the Bills in Week 16 on Monday Night Game when we have nothing else to play for. Okay, I think so Belichick would like to go eight and eight and not have a losing record. Hey, we all can't beat Mike Tomlin. That, that's actually not a terrible. Idea. That's not. Although he had a losing record his first year with the Patriots. So. Yeah, but so he has a 19 year streak going. Yeah, but that now then all of a sudden, see now, and look, I don't want to make referendums on legacies because Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. But I mean, if you go out and if you have a losing record, your only year without Tom Brady, the first year that you're the coach of the Patriots, and then you have a losing record your first year without Tom Brady after he leaves when you're the coach of the Patriots, doesn't look great. Whether or not it's accurate and remember the two, remember the two jerks that 
when I said that Tom Brady's more important to the Patriots than Bill Belichick, call me idiots. I don't I doubt we called you idiots. It was one of those words. It's probably synonym of that. Moron. I remember that conversation. Whatever it was. Dumb. All I'm saying is that there will be there will be hot takes galore about how Belichick lost it and Brady leaving is what caused him to fall off the cliff. If this indeed, if he if he has a losing season. No, he's fine. Okay. He'll manage. He'll, he'll he'll manage. He'll get by. Will the Patriots make the playoffs next year? Jeez, who knows? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's a safe bet. Debo, yes. you can cut that. Put it on Twitter. Breach is predicting 2021 playoffs for the Patriots. Huge salary cap. Solid nucleus in place. That they just need a quarterback. Oh, that's Debo's response is, please be quiet. We need to go to break. <laughs> All right, coming up to the break, Ravens and, ja- Ravens and Jaguars. Okay, sure. Why not? We'll tell you why it's interesting next. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So the Ravens and Jaguars played a game of football on Sunday, and it got ugly 40 to 19 and that really doesn't even do it justice guys it started ugly i think it was 19 to nothing at one point that sound the, the, the jags There's got safety, safety on their ball. second play yeah that's how ugly this was yeah do you know why there's a safety because uh the jaguars thought it was an awesome idea to use uh tyler eifert to block matt judon in the end zone and 0.3 seconds later gardner Minshew was sacked those are the kind of things you do when you're trying to get Trevor Lawrence, Ryan. You you fail at all costs. By the way, I watched a lot of this game because it was on one of the, the televisions, um, and I love the idea, and we talked briefly about this the other day, I think, of not having a punter anyway in your practice squad, so you use your kicker. What's the kicker's name? Rojas, is that right, Breach? Yeah, Aldrick Rojas. He looks like he's Rose's. five. He's Rose. huge. And uh, he mishandled one of the punts. I don't know if you saw that, Breach. It went right through his hands, a little high. Had to pick it up, do the old wheelhouse kick before he got crushed in the end zone. So there's a lot of uh, slapstick mayhem going on with the special teams in part because they didn't have a punter on the roster. Uh, the irony of the Jaguars not having a punter is that Baltimore didn't even punt in this game. So they could have actually not had a punter and been fine. They could have lent, lent them Sam Cock, uh, Cook and, uh, <laughs> they could have. You know. Indeed, they could have, Ryan. And who knows? They may have thrust their way into the end zone. Wank, wank. For all we know. <laughs> uh, so the Jaguars have allowed 20. 20. The Jaguars have 24 plus points in their last 13 games. That's the longest single season streak in NFL history. Lamar Jackson had a monster game. The Ravens obviously covered the overhit. Uh, we discussed the Jaguars. You know what? We discussed everything we need to discuss. Yeah. Right, actually, I have one more question about the Jaguars because we, we talked about the, the playoff race. We all think the Ravens are getting in over the Dolphins. Does, uh, uh or over the Browns. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Somehow the Ravens are finding their way in there. The Ravens are. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, if the Ravens win 11 games, they're going to be in no matter what, right? And, and also the Ravens, if, yeah, right? 
If the Ravens win 11 games, they're in. Okay. Okay. It does the Jaguar, does whoever starts with the Jaguars over the next two weeks? Has to be Luton. Has to be Jake Luton. <laughs> no, I think it, I'm saying like, does it tell us what the, like, do they yes. put out the worst guy? That's what I said. You start Jake Luton. Oh, Luton like, keeps him kind of close. Minshew. Minshew is dangerous in that he can just throw the ball 40 times and he might hit four touchdowns. Yeah. You might throw four touchdowns. If you name the top five defenses in the NFL right now, you'd probably say the Bears and the Colts are both in that list, Absolutely. on that list. Without question. Okay. Well, that's Jacksonville's next two games. They can start whoever they want. They're losing. Yeah. They, even have, they don't even have to tank. They're just going to lose. Do, yeah, do you but, think people in Jacksonville? Wait a, second, wait, 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 wait a second. You guys couldn't quit slobbering all over the Rams defense 48 hours ago. What? And they, what? And they got housed by Frank Gore, who I went to high school with. Who was in the NFL when I was in college with Sean McVay. Ravens improved from 18 to 1 to 16 to 1. One thing more, one thing quickly and let's move on. But is, is this Jaguars job now? In my mind, I think the, the, um, Chargers job is potentially the best job. It's the Jaguars job, potentially the second best job. Um, I would actually say the Jaguars job is, which are the Jaguars head coaching job. Yeah. Uh, the GM job because the head coaching job is not open. That's why I'm saying potentially because the GM job, the coaching job isn't open in, in Los Angeles either. But well, let, me, let, me, let me flip it to see. Would you rather have the Lions job, GM job, Lions job, Falcons job, or Jaguars job? Wait, Falcons, Lions, what? Or, or you can throw Texans in there too. Falcons, no. Lions, Texans. Or no Jaguars. one wants the Texas job. I'm taking the Jaguars job. I'm taking Jaguars. You have Deshaun Watson. Not only do you potentially have Trevor Lawrence, but you usually have Jaguars. There's no taxes in yeah. Florida, so it's a money thing too. No, I agree completely. And uh, Pete Prisco has been trying. He's like, they have lots of young pieces on offense. They got tons of talent in there. Trust me, I live in Jacksonville. I used to live in Jacksonville. But he's not wrong. This is a he good is job. Yep. And I think more so than like Detroit, Houston, or Atlanta, you're going to be given basically the reins to run things because Coffin's out, Caldwell's out. Now you might have to deal with the fact that the, that the, the current iteration of like the, you might have to deal with the Con the family wants to keep Doug Marone around, but surely you can finagle your way uh, into getting them to change that around. And you have tons of picks, tons of cap space. And by the way, the idea that Trevor Lawrence is upset that the Jaguars got the first pick, Trevor Lawrence would 100% rather live in Jacksonville, Florida than New York City. I, yeah, I never, I, I don't know where he wants to be, but his family's from Georgia. They can drive to the games. I mean, yeah, dude, if you're from Georgia, I'm, I'm not like saying I'm some, like, I'm like, I'm a farmer. Um, I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence is either, but if you're from down here, you know where you don't want to live? New York City. It's the worst. The old chili commercial. New York City. (laughs) Or like the Grey Poupon. What's happening here? Like nobody wants. It's also cold and crowded. And if you're. It's not chili. It's uh, it's salsa. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. New Uh, York City. If you're you're growing up in a place that's warm and there's a lot of space, you don't want to go someplace where it's cold and crowded. Yeah. Like if you're going to go to a crappy team. At least let it be in a state that's like two hours from your hometown with no state income tax. Yeah. And you can buy a monster place and not live in some apartment in, in downtown New York City. Like he's, a, it's, it's pennies on the dollar. It's pennies on the dollar. All right. What's next? Exactly. You know who's next? My team. Which one? The Cleveland Browns. 
Oh. I love you to ask which one. I know. Every, There's a new one each week. Every, I, it'd be like Brent's and dating in college. You guys want to meet my girlfriend? Which one? That's the conversation. Uh, I, I wish I, I'm glad you think I was swinging like that in college. Uh, Browns beat the Giants on Sunday night football 20 to six. The Browns are 10 and four. The Giants fall to five and nine. I'm trying to think, uh, Breach, do you know who had the Giants to win the NFC East? Was it Wilson? Oh, ho, ho, a pie down hard. 20 bucks yeah. at the window. Yep. Golly. Yeah, they, Wait, you think it's over, Wilson? You're giving up? I didn't give up when my team was like plus seven thousand three and thirteen. I've been on the bandwagon the whole time, I and I am riding high. I was was it yeah. over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? <laughs> I was waiting. Nobody will get that dad joke. But that's a random. Dang it! Yeah, no, they beat the Seahawks, and then the wheels fell off. Yeah, they, Colt McCoy. The, the worst decision of Joe Judge's first year is making Daniel Jones play last week. Yeah. Cause he could have played this week and they, maybe they would have hung in there. I mean, all right. So look, I got in a Twitter spat. A little hot take. Go ahead and tell everyone what it is. I just, I think the chief, I think the Browns can give the Chiefs fits. Fits is the word to use. Listen, the, the Browns have to make the playoffs. Ooh. They're 10 and I said, if we already said 11 five might not get in. I, I said, if they, if they see the Chiefs, they can give them fits. Ah, sh- that's such a vague thing to say to to get people. Young. I don't think they're gonna beat them, but they're gonna they'll be like twelve point dogs, and I think they'll be close in the fourth quarter. <laughs> well, you know what the funny thing is? I just pointed it out and breach reiterated the last six games the Chiefs have won by one score. So yes, that's a great thing to say. They're gonna be in it. In the so are the Panthers. So are the Broncos. It's, but people are like, "When have you lost your mind? They'll put forty on them. They won't think twice." Mike Hanier is like, "Have you watched him? Cool, like, cool. Good, uh, take care, man. Take care." It's like, well, "Get out! What are you doing? Like, you jumped into my world when I sent out this, like, this uh, thing. Get out of here." Um, the Browns are good. The Browns are playing good football. Stop. Kevin Stefanski knows how to attack opposing defenses. Wait a second, like, let me stop uh, you. Here. I will give Brent in this. If I had to pick one. Rank the AFC North teams based on what I thought their chances were of beating the Chiefs. I would put the Browns on top of that list. Oh, you... <laughs> That's just the AFC North teams. I, I think the oh, uh... AFC North teams. Yeah, just the AFC North teams. They said AFC teams. No, no, AFC North. That means the Steelers North. and the Ravens, pal. Over the Steelers and the Ravens. <laughs> but I would have the Bills and Titans ahead of them. I would too, and the Colts. Oh God, you guys are you guys are. I don't want to say it and hurt your feelings, but I want to make it clear you guys are idiots. <laughs> Wait, but clip that and save it, D man. Look, Cleveland didn't run the ball that well. Nick you know Chubb. why? Let me explain to you why. Because the, the Giants rush four guys no matter what, and they can't get to the quarterback. Baker stood in the in the in the pocket all day and just threw the wide open guys. James Bradbury didn't play. What do you mean? I, mean, I think they ran play action early, got Baker comfortable. He was Baker played awesome on Sunday night. I don't know one. Unless you were watching something different than I was, Baker was freaking awesome. But the problem with that is there's no guarantee. Guys are wide open in the secondary. And right, that's not going to happen again when you play a good defense. Who's the good defense that they're going to play that's not going to leave the secondary wide open? Steelers. The Steelers secondary is not that good. Colts. I I will give you the Colts. Colts are great. Colts are elite. (laughs) Titans are not terrible. I mean, they're terrible. No, no, they whipped the Titans two weeks ago. I just said the Titans are terrible on defense. Okay. Um, the Bills. I mean, come on. You're, the Giants defense played like dog crap. The Giants defense is dog crap. Look, Kevin Spansky, the last three weeks, 
has known how to attack the defense that he's playing. I think he's a really good coach. I don't think that the Browns are going to make some Super Bowl run, but I don't think it's out of the question that if. Oh, by the way, I need to say this to you. Uh, our buddy Ken Carmen, who uh, hosts the radio, the CBS Sports Radio Show in, in Cleveland, has been there forever, does a great yeah. job. 92.3, the fan in Cleveland. He actually texted me middle last week and said, by the way, uh, Brinson isn't the only one who, who has heard that Baker questions Baker's arm strength. He gets to get calls every day. So he listens to the podcast, number one. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, what? Who was questioning the arm strength of Baker Mayfield? He threw the ball 40, 85 yards. He's got a gas can. Now he's not, as Chris Collinsworth pointed out, John Elway. (laughs) Well, that's the thing with Baker is he's also a wild card. You don't know if you're going to get Pro Bowl caliber Baker or if you're going to get Blake Bortles Baker because he has that, he can have those games where he can't complete a pass and then you have to completely rely. Like if if that happened against the Chiefs, the, the Browns would lose 47 to 10. But like, like this though, right, he, like, he's playing well, and they they can score points. They scored forty two last week in the, in the loss to the it wasn't his fault they lost to the Ravens, and they put up whatever they put up tonight on, on the Giants. They can score points, but we're but, not but, talking about their young quarterback outside of Patrick Mahomes is not sort of like that. Yeah, but the question is, can you win with that guy when the chips are down? And my thing is with Baker, and it's, again, you're right, it happens with a lot of young quarterbacks. If they're down 10 nothing in the third quarter, I don't feel super, super confident that he's going to be able to bring them back if the, if the defense is getting after it. The, it, the, the opposing defense. Sure. I'll, I'll give you that. If we're going to send elite opposing defense, if they're down double digits in the third quarter, Above average. It doesn't have to be elite, like shutdown. And it doesn't have to be the third quarter. If they're down double digits in the, in the first well, quarter. But see, I, I think, I think, I think like, I think Baker is, and I mean, this is going to sound pejorative, but it's not like, sort of like Jared Goff. Like Jared Goff. I'm thinking that. Well, I mean, like when Sean McVay gets Jared Goff going out of the gate, then you, like, you know, in the first quarter, whether or not it's going to be a good golf or bad golf game. And you sort of know in the first quarter, whether it's going to be a good Baker or bad Baker game. But I mean, that being said, this guy did set the record for touchdown passes by a rookie quarterback in his first season. And then in his no. second season, out of nowhere, when, when you have a whole like base level of statistics from his college days and his first year as a rookie that shows that this, and he's a number one overall pick, that shows that this guy might be pretty good. He completely melts down and turns into a flaming pile of dog crap. But, and, and who well, is his coach? Yes. Freddie effing Kitchens. And now all of a sudden he's back to being good again. Maybe it took him 10 weeks to get there. Like I, to me, it's crazy to suggest this annoyed the ass out of me with Mike Tander's reply. He's like, Oh, it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a hot Kirk Cousins hot streak from Baker. It's like Baker has this long history of being good. And then all of a sudden sucked for one not, year. Not that long. He had one year of being five good. years of, of college and, I mean, yeah. I mean, Carson Wentz was awesome in college too. What? what no, he, what, he played at North Dakota State. Baker Mayfield played at Oklahoma. It was awesome for a long amount. Of, like, yeah, but when you're you're at a school at Oklahoma, you're talented. More, you you have more talent around you than at almost fine. every other team you play. But all I'm saying is, like, you look at the football outside of analytics, and it said that Baker Mayfield and, and PFF too. He had he, he had a. It's typically speaking, you need somebody to perform at a high level for a lengthy period of time at college to suggest that they will be good in the pros. Russell Wilson did it and people discounted it because he was too short. And then he, he performed at a high level. Baker Mayfield did it and people wanted to pile on him after one bad year, his second season. All I'm suggesting is that maybe Baker's got his groove back. 
No, it's Kevin. I mean, he's fine. He's a young quarterback. Kevin Stefanski's a great coach. Yeah, I think Kevin Stefanski has much more to do with it. The only thing that's changed is the coach. And by the way, speaking of Freddie Kitchens, what do you guys think of that fourth down call on the first drive? Fourth and five. Sucks. We've established Freddie. We're getting tweets left and right. It's like, Freddie outhouse. I don't know that that, 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 I don't feel like that's a Freddie Kitchens call. That's a Joe Judge has to approve going for it on fourth down. And if you have your, if your punter or holder is out there throwing the pass, that's a play that was kind of special teams plus offensive play call. Let me set it up so people know what we're talking about. So it's fourth and five, first drive. The ball's the eight yard line, Cleveland eight. The, uh, Giants are driving. They kick a field goal up three nothing. Or they can go for it. So they they send the punt to the kick team out there, and then the kicker goes wide right, lines up a wide receiver. I think the only legit pass catcher on the field is Evan Ingram, who lines up in the slot on the left. They have this funky formation where the center snaps the ball to to uh, Riley Dixon. Is that his name, the punter? Yeah. And the center, the, the the alignment is such that the center is actually eligible, and he runs basically the old backyard play, like the center sneak. Except he snaps the ball to the punter, the punter throws it to the, to the center, who is triple covered in the end zone and drops the ball. So, Breach, you think that was from Joe Judge, that call? Uh, there's no way that play's being run unless Joe Judge okayed it. Joe Judge it's on fourth okay. down. Yeah. So. And he's a special teams, former Bill Belichick special teams guy. And, and this is like, if you line up a, 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 like five people in like a police lineup and said, pick the person who made this play call, every single person's happy Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> but to Breach's point, there's no way that with Jason Garrett out with COVID, that Joe Judge gave Freddie Kitchens the green light to run a fake, <laughs> fake field goal pass attempt like that. That close on the your holder position. is throwing a pass to the center. Like that's no you Freddie Kitchens. If Freddie Kitchens gets fired tomorrow, we'll know that he called that play <laughs> and he went rogue and didn't ask Joe Judge. But if he doesn't get fired and he keeps his job, then this was Joe Judge. By the way, if you call that play in the family backyard Thanksgiving Day game. You you fire the person who called the play. You kick him out of the family. No, they don't get to you. eat at Thanksgiving. He slaps you in the face and yeah. you move on. Yeah, um, they right. should have kicked a field goal there. What, like you're playing Cleveland. You're you have Colt McCoy at quarterback. It's fourth and five. It's not like it's fourth and two. Like take your three points, go up three nothing early, and then you scored the first field goal anyway. You went up six nothing. Yep. So right. Giants well, we'll, we'll have some uh, we'll have some NFCs talk here in a second. By the way, uh, first. Ever in the history of uh, CBS Sports, I believe I've never I've never seen this before. I was going to the NFL experts picks page to see how people did. Um, Wilson four eight three on the week, not great. Mm-hmm. You have now I've tied you. I've walked you down. You know I've been keeping up, and I I made some crazy picks today because I wanted to catch Dave Richard, who caught me a couple weeks ago. I think so. I was trying to make make some moves, and I got screwed. I'm, and I'm four going. back of Dave. You can hear the footsteps, baby. But you you know what I've never seen before ever. What happened? JLC didn't make a pick for the Chargers game. He just didn't get a pick in. No pick. Have you ever seen that? No pick. Literally, we have like the editors hagging you down. Just, like somebody just, just be like, "What do you want, you know, man? Is it Raiders or Chargers? No Who do you want to cover here?" Yeah. But since Brenton mentioned that, uh, I, I won the straight up title last year, and I am about to run down Jamie Eisenberg. I'm only two games behind him. I was like 12 behind him three weeks ago. No one loves straight up more than Breach. <laughs> no one gets That's how I win my money, man. That's how I win it all. Straight up title. Two game Sorry. money line parlays. He no one cares title. one bit about the straight. Ooh, I went 10 to 5 straight up there this week. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Breach, all right, what's the next game? Let's go. All right. Speaking of the NFC East, the Cardinals defeated the Eagles 33 to 26. A wild game. I mean, this was, this game was crazy. The number one fantasy performer and probably the Millie maker. I need to look. Uh, Jalen Hurts. What's the 43 fantasy points. What's up? 
What's the Millie maker? Can I ask you uh, that? DraftKings, where you win a million bucks. Okay. Can I ask you? Second place wins like seven thousand dollars. Ask Evo a question. Well, sure. Yeah, you go ahead and ask the question while I look up to see who won. Is this a moral victory, Debo? Because I feel like Eagles fans are pretty excited. I think that's fair to say. I'm thinking about it because Jalen Hurts came out and people like his leadership saying, you know, he was very devastated by the loss and he, he's not satisfied even though he had a stellar performance on Sunday. I'm rejuvenated. I'm excited to see the final two games of the season. I, even after this game, I laid down a considerable wager on the Eagles to win the NFC East, and I still believe in that. I would have felt super strong, obviously, if they had won this game. So moral victory a little bit in that sense, but but I would have been feeling good. If they just had two more games with Jalen Hurts, if they started him two weeks earlier, maybe things are looking different amongst our bet and amongst the NFC East. Is this the best you've felt about the Eagles all season? After say like starting in October, October to now, is this the best you felt about the Eagles? Yeah, I think that's that's oh, an unequivocal yes. It's it's you know right, they have uh, a couple of things to unpack here, Debo. One, um, when you say substantial wager, I'm not asking for the monetary amount, but I need to know how many units are you laying on the Eagles? I I put a hundred dollars on it. Wow, <laughs> wow! On the I, Eagles to win the I, NFC East, I, I'm yeah. I'm okay with putting that number out there. Okay. Substantial at in the sense that one? At, at seven to one, I got it earlier tonight. Um, as the Giants game was was ongoing, so is this the Cowboys are still plus twelve hundred? <laughs> Diva thinks they're winning for sure. He this is. is insanity. Okay, so uh, next question, Diva: Who is the starting quarterback of the Eagles in August of twenty twenty one? He doing. That's a great question. I think we have two Talk weeks, two more weeks, and and. Potentially more to see of Jalen Hurts. Obviously, Carson Wentz, there was reports around him today that he's not happy, which which makes sense. I fully believe that Carson Wentz will return as as one of the... Wow! I mean, that's I, I've said that all year. I mean, I, I think he'll be successful and very successful in this, this league again. Whether that's with the Eagles or another team, I, I'm not so certain. I don't think it's a given either way. Okay, so uh, I, I got more follow-ups. Um, do you do you think less of Carson Wentz because that was leaked out on Sunday, oh. or do you believe that that was someone out of his control leaking that? From all accounts, Carson Wentz is a a model teammate. I think he grew from his second year and some things that he probably mishandled with Nick Foles. I don't think he's an issue in the locker room now or moving forward, but I understand why he wants to be a starter in this league. And I, I understand that sentiment. The fact that it leaks out now isn't, isn't great, but no, I don't think lots of them. I have one more. Follow, and then I'll be done. Wilson. Then you make, then you make, uh, I'm good. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, do you believe that Doug Peterson should have his job evaluated based on the fact that he waited this long to make a move that in hindsight is, should have been very obvious. I think that's twofold because you see him improve his play calling and you see j just everything about the team seem better with Jalen Hurts. But, yeah, it, it did take too long. And I've said I think Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback cater for what's around him right now. Uh, I'm not discounting anything Jalen Hurts ha has done. I'm, I'm encouraged by it, obviously. There's people out there saying the Eagles found their next franchise quarterback. I'm not on that after two games. But, yeah, I, I, I wish it was – even two weeks earlier, that would have done a lot for, for this organization. I'll just say that the the problem with Wentz, and we've talked about this before, is that his dead cap hit next year is $59 million. 
So that's a, I mean, is their team taking that on? I mean, how are, how are we sorting that out? So to, to what Debo's saying, he very well could be a starter. He very well may be a starter in Philadelphia in August just because they're, they're I guess hands- that's my beef with the, and I understand that Wentz's agency has a job to do. And um, I think Wentz's agency is the same group that reps Bortles and golf. They've got they've negotiated a bunch of great deals. I think it's uh, agency first, maybe. Um, I mean, look, I'm not trying to source guess here, but come on. Look. That comes out on Sunday morning. It's like Carson Wentz. If he's not the starting quarterback, he won't be happy and he won't play ball. Like, yeah, why do you care about that though? I mean, of course he's uh, it's, it's weak sauce. Eh. Nah, nah. I see. I it's fine, but I mean, I, I'm not. I guess I don't. If I'm Carson Wentz, I'm furious that that got leaked out there. I would imagine like the conversation a, is Carson. Do you want me to leak this out or not? And Carson said, "Yeah, go ahead." And I'm sure he wasn't shocked by the development. Well, then, then, then that's a bigger problem. I, I, I don't. That's not the thing. Look, Carson Wentz needed a break. He's getting his break. Jalen Hurts is playing well. I understand that he's panicking because he's, you know, the guy in Philadelphia. Nick Foles already won a Super Bowl there, and now Hurts is overtaking him too. But, like, dude, you sucked. You weren't playing well. You're being paid a ton of money. Don't undermine what the team is trying to do in the mid- late in the season. That's I don't think that, he's undermining. I think uh, probably – That is one, definitely undermining it. I think everyone in that locker room understands – that he's frustrated and they're like, yeah, we get it. And you know, um, mm. Jason Kelsey made it clear that sometimes winning football, all the time winning football games is important. Sometimes it means other people have to sit on the bench. I don't think, you know, yeah. Brinson, I do like the fact that you have used the word break with Carson Wentz. I thought it would be much more of a, a negative connotation with him, but you've used that a couple times. And, and I think that is a, appropriate language for just the, the, the type of year he's having. It's a throwaway year. It's a worse throwaway year than a lot of quarterbacks have ever had, but we know what's, what's on the other side of, of hopefully a break. I love three weeks away. Sounds incredible. Oh, we know. <laughs> I would say the bottom line though is you can't go into 2021 with both of these guys on your roster. What do you, how are you getting rid of the $59 million dead cap hit? I don't uh, see how you don't come into 2021 with both these guys. I, I, I don't know if they can coexist. How are you getting rid of the $59 million? Brian, I'm not a general manager. I don't have to make those decisions. I'm just saying I'm not going to blow up the chemistry in my well, locker room. The, the way you do it is by trading Carson Wentz after June 1st, but that in itself is, a fairly sticky wicket in the sense that you have to negotiate a trade and then can't actually execute it until June. Okay. Yeah. That's literally the only way. The only way that Carson Wentz will count less than $30 million in dead cap space against the uh, dead, dead cap, uh, dead space against the cap next year is by trading him after June 1st. But the twist there is that he has a $10 million roster bonus due on the third day of the league year. And if you want to avoid paying that, then you have to make a decision before the third day of the league year. So it's like Carson Wentz put them between a rock and a hard place. And uh, $59 million dead cap or the 30 plus million if you want to take the $10 million hit on the first day of the league year. You, you cannot cut Carson Wentz. The salary cap might go down to $173 million and he would be $60 million against it. In well, dead cap here's the thing. You're not cutting him. You're right. Who's trading for him? Like who thinks like you can say the Patriots the tra- the Patriots just went through the Colts the Colts what Frank Reich I would rather have Philip Rivers for twenty million dollars yeah wait wow clip that I'm not clipping that oh my bad. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Bebo's uh, got to go back and beep himself out. That's the funniest thing ever. You made Bebo say a bad word. <laughs> By the way, the, the Cardinals won. Yeah, and um, Kyler, Murray Kyler, Murray's, Kyler Murray's back. Right. We were concerned about the shoulder, and he looked like he was playing injured. wasn't running as well. We were definitely rightfully concerned about the shoulder. As- but it's it's healthy, which is now one less yeah. thing Cliff Kingsbury has to worry about. He had three weeks where he was not running. He didn't look healthy. They weren't moving Hopkins around, and on Sunday he was awesome. Yeah, he went twenty-seven to thirty-six, four hundred six yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Terrible interception, and, but most sure. of them are. And ran eight times for twenty-nine yards and a touchdown as well. Hopkins nine catches, one hundred sixty-nine yards, and a score. Um, th- there's just something about this Cardinals team, though. Like they don't. If you were picking an NFC team that would. Like if you're if you're like doing a draft for teams that would make a run in the playoffs, they feel like the last team you would draft, even yeah, behind they, the NFC East teams. I feel like they're a year, we're talking about them a year too soon. Yeah, I think next year they're going to be they're going to be a lot of teams' dark horse favorites. A lot yeah. of people's dark horse favorite. Well, like the Dolphins and the Cardinals will be very popular. Um, Chargers probably depending on what happens with the front office coach, whatever you know the sure bosses, but yeah. So next week, the Cardinals have the 49ers, which is a very winnable game, as we pointed out. And then they have the Seahawks in week 17. I don't know what game we're talking about next, but I suddenly feel like the Bears are playing better than the Cardinals. But if the Cardinals get to nine and seven, they're getting in. Because they have the, I think they have a better conference record. Yeah, I mean, yeah. six games. Said that with so much confidence, I would. Well, no, I had, I had to double check. They do, they do have a better conference record. So they're currently they, six and four. Bears are six and five. So if you're, no, I'm sorry, the the Cardinals are seven and four. The Bears still have to play the Packers, and if they lose that, the that's Packers still have to play the Bears. Eight. Maybe they're thinking about it that way. That's true, Ryan. That is true. But no, I'm sorry. So the Cardinals are six and four in the conference. Bears are six and five. You said that. What's the next? I, I, I said seven and four. I was recorrecting. And we talking about next, the Bears. Uh, no, well, yeah, we'll talk about the Bears just for Ryan. Bears thirty three, Vikings twenty seven. The Bears plus three takes care of business. Obviously, as I predicted, the Bears would win outright, as we predicted. We all predicted it. David Montgomery, your top fantasy performer, the over forty seven hit. Very easily. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 22 fantasy points. Dalvin Cook, 21. So one, are the Bears going to make the playoffs? And two, if they do, how many millions of, how many millions of American dollars will they pay Mitchell Trubisky per year this offseason? So Joe Musso is an anchor at CBS Sports HQ. He's a, a lifelong Bears fan. He's also very optimistic and he was extremely happy when the Bears started five and one, but he's also a realist. So I, I was talking to him. Uh, before the game on Sunday, and he said, I'm done with everything. Everybody out. Every No, Mr. Trubisky. I said, were you encouraged by Mitchell Trubisky's game last week? No. I don't want to see him play well because of the things that you're talking about, Brent. This is the best-case scenario, by the way. This is a fear. There's a real fear that he's going to get a new contract. And, look, he had a – again, I only bring up the terrible – he had a terrible interception in the end zone um, that you prefer he didn't throw. It didn't affect the, the outcome of the game. But otherwise, he had a great first half. I think at one point he was 9 for 10 for 100 yards. Uh, 142 passer rating. Um, and he finished relatively strong. Uh, it helps that David Montgomery's running the ball well and which he has been doing for the last few weeks. But you just feel like, and I just said this, 
I like them better than in terms of one-on-one matchup, even though the records, they have one more than the loss column. I like them better than the Cardinals right now, I think. Mm. Well, it's crazy to think that just, what, two or three weeks ago, they lost to the Lions, and they blew a 10-point lead in, like, the final four minutes. If you don't blow that lead, all of a sudden, you're eight and six, and you probably are in the driver's seat for this playoff spot. Uh, but now you're not because you blew lead to the Lions because of a Mitchell Trubisky ugly interception. So you get the good Mitch, you get the bad Mitch. But when good Mitch is good, they're winning big games like this. We talk about Baker Mayfield playing with confidence. No one plays with more confidence than a confident Mitch Trubisky. Like, he actually feels like he can do it, but that only happens about 12% of the time, and we've just seen the last two weeks have been part of that 12%. Well, it's funny because you guys said the Cardinals feel like that one team that probably it doesn't feel like they can go too far in the playoffs. But the Bears, if they were able to get in over the Cardinals, just because their, eh. defense, their defense is so good, they at least have a shot. If, if Mitchell Trubisky just plays somewhat competent football, with that defense, you can almost beat anyone. And they have playmakers. David Montgomery's playing well. They have Mooney, who's been playing really well as a rookie. Of course, they have Allen Robinson. They have guys that can make plays. Okay, so the best the Bears can... No, the Bears can get to nine and seven, right? Yes. Yeah. They got to beat the Packers. Okay. So looking at this right now, if they're both tied, I believe the Bears would beat the Cardinals Three. out for the seventh seed. If they both go nine and seven? Yes. Or eight and eight. Yeah. Yeah. Would it go, would it be strength of tie, strength of victory or strength common games? Now. What is the, What's the tiebreaker here? Tiebreakers are. Uh, no, I'm 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 running it through the playoff machine. It's not showing up with the tiebreaker. So um, because they would both go seven and five in conference. If they if the Cardinals finish nine and seven, that puts them at seven and five in the NFC. The Bears would obviously have to win out, so they'd also be seven and five in the NFC. So then you'd have to keep moving down the old tiebreaker list. Which means that it's got to be strength of victory. And number two is... Which I don't even know that we can even get... The third one is best win-loss percentage in common games with a minimum of four. And then strength of victory. Okay, so I'm I'm doing the playoff machine on ESPN because we don't have a playoff machine on CBS. Please don't judge (laughs) me. You have to... I think you have to run every single game to actually get the common game. Right, yeah. So, like, that's tenuous. But it does look like the Bears would get in if... If the, if they finish with the same record and the Cardinals have the 49ers. So in other words, the season basically comes down to the Cardinals this week against the 49ers. If they lose the 49ers, the the Bears have the Jaguars. The Bears, Bears. week 17 is breach noted. But again, as breach also likes to note that the Packers could be sitting people in week 17. Right. But I'm saying like, so the the Cardinals play the Rams, and I know you don't like the Rams, but the Rams are a much tougher opponent right now than the 49, than the, uh, I don't hate the Rams. I just, they're, they're inconsistent. Well, here's, here's the wild card is that the Packers clinched the number one overall seed with a win against the Titans in week 16. So they, if they did win, they could bench everyone in week 17. Jordan Love time, baby. They'll 100% bench bench everybody. Well, I don't know they would because they have a buy and I don't know you want everybody that's off for two time. weeks. But so you play Rogers for the first half. Yeah. I, it's an interesting situation. You also don't Rogers getting horse tackled by Khalil Mack. <laughs> then all of a sudden, when the Bears are playing for their playoff lives and you're, the Packers are playing for nothing, you, that's not a good. Oh, I don't know. You'd like to, you'd like to snuff the Bears out. 
I mean, the Bears are alive. That's what it comes down to. That, but like, they have a legit shot to get in. Nine and getting in at nine seven is completely realistic. So for the to me, the Cardinals. This is a must win game in Week 16 for the Cardinals. They're both. They they got to win. I mean, these teams that are the six. Well, seven, the Bears are playing the Jaguars. Like it's you can't lose. Like you lose that, and you know you deserve whatever you. No, get. no. But I'm saying the teams, the six, seven, eight, nine teams. They they got all of them got to win out. I mean, they, there's no room for. No, there's no room for error here with two weeks left in the season, right? But if you're but if you're the Bears, you have to be thinking, okay, there's a chance we won't win Week 17. We need the Cardinals to lose out. Hmm. Are the Bucks in? Yeah. They have 10 wins. Nine wins. I think, are they nine wins? Nine or 10? I think their remaining schedule is not too shabby. Yeah. 10 wins gets you in in the NFC. So once you hit 10, you're in. So they just need to win one of their last two. So the Cardinals, the Cardinals will probably get in if they win on in week 16, but won't definitely get in. And the Bucks are at Detroit. I think they might win that game. And the Rams will definitely be playing hard. Oh, wait, hold on. Now let me ask you this, Breach. Can the oh, man, this is now this is a funky little number. Can the can the Bears get in over the Rams? I think if the answer is yes. The Rams lose out, they'd be nine and seven. But no. They would be eight and four in the NFC, so I don't think they can. Exactly. Okay, so that's the key there. If the Cardinals, man, this is all right. Here's how it happens: the Rams, Cardinals, and Bears all finish nine and seven. I think the Cardinals and Bears are in over the Rams. All right. right? Well, we 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 don't have to sort it out right now. We got time to sort this out. We'll, we'll, it'll be more, much more clarity next week when a lot of teams have won and lost. All right, there's a, a little more drama to this NFC playoff race than I think we're giving it. We're giving it credit. For. Yeah, but well, I mean, but it's, it's, it's there's seven teams and there's there's eight teams and there's seven slots. So you know, it's it's that's what it is. And there's like millions of of iterations of what could happen. To okay, I, guess, I guess here's the question: Do we want the Bears in the playoffs? Yes or no? I'm indifferent. I mean, I don't. I don't care. I, I think Bears fans probably don't because of Mr. Bisky and they want a chance to draft a quarterback. That'd be my guess. Matt Snyder, our buddy could tell us otherwise. Blank could tell us otherwise. Joe Musa could tell us otherwise. So I feel like we've already taken our victory lap on the Bears. You have. Rich and I haven't been dunking on the Bears. But for, if the yeah. Bears make the playoffs, am I getting dunked on? Yes. Oh, see, I feel like if the Bears make the playoffs, you're, it, you're getting dunked on because you. No, I win because not only was I right about the Bears, but they're now going to give Mitchell Trubisky a huge contract. You're just you're just the worst troll ever. You're just trying to figure out ways to make it so you can continue. That's what's happening. You realize if the Bears make the playoffs, what if they make the playoffs and get rid of Mitchell Trubisky? Then do you get dunked on? If the Bears make the playoffs, Ryan Pace and, and Matt Nagy aren't going anywhere, and the Bears are not. They're going to give Mitchell Trubisky a contract. You need to understand that they are going to franchise John, tag him. John Fox got fired from the Broncos after going to the playoffs. I believe is that right? But no, they were ter- oh, oh, the, they went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, that's my point. You can fire someone after they go to the playoffs. Is what I mean, Jim Caldwell got fired going nine and seven too. Back to back. You year. cannot fire Matt Nagy after he goes twelve and four, eight and eight, and nine and seven. You can't do that. John Fox would like a word. And the common games tiebreaker. While you guys were all talking, yes, I went ahead and figured yes. that one out. Between the Bears and the Cardinals, they have four common opponents: the Rams, Lions, 
Rams, Lions, Giants, and Panthers. And the Bears have already clinched that tiebreaker because they went three and two. They played those four teams, five games. The Cardinals are one and three with a game still to play against the Rams. So the best they can do is two and three. Uh, so in a head to head, nine and seven, that is how the Bears would get it. Nice. All right. What's next? <laughs> you want to talk about the Vikings? The Vikings, the, here's the thing. I'm just kidding. Seahawks 20, Washington 15. Washington covers the, the plus six, the under 44 hits. I don't know how Washington covered this. Dwayne Haskins sucks. What a disastrous draft pick by the Washington football team. Uh, well. Oh, get out of town. No, he's, no, he, he's not, he's not good. He he's played, terrible. he played better than I thought he would. That's what I was going to try to He's the, he's the post, and I hate when people do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. The, well, you know, he went to Alabama quarterback. You can't draft an Alabama quarterback. He is a poster child for why you don't draft Justin Fields. That's a terrible take. I know it is, and I don't know. Okay, well, then embrace it, I guess. <laughs> system system QB. Justin Fields came from Georgia, and now he's in his second year. I mean, he's he's a much better quarterback than Dwayne Haskins. But, I mean, you, you – Are Dwayne Haskins your number one quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to own that. I mean, Kyler Murray wasn't number one just because he was playing baseball. That's fine. And then Daniel Jones went six overall, but I, I, I wasn't crazy about Daniel Jones. Haskins is not good. No, I'm not going to argue that. He's not good. I, I think our buddy, uh, Grant, uh, from Dan, Grant and Danny. Grant Paulson. Tweeted out that the people, he, he has the sources at, at football team park that the only people left over from the last regime who are still there with Ron Rivera, the only one that liked Dwayne Haskins was the owner. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I think this was, they, they do not want Alex Smith, from what I understand, they don't want Alex Smith, they want Alex Smith healthy because they want him to play because they don't believe in Dwayne Haskins. It, but I do think this is a beneficial little stretch for Ron Rivera, who has gained an immense amount of power in that organization because of how this team has performed, what he's gone through, battling cancer. Winning football games, getting them, they're the favorite to win the division by a substantial margin. Um, not substantial, is it? Minus 250 at William Hill. Oh, okay. They are run, by being able to put Dwayne Haskins out there and say like, look, look at this guy. I think it, he probably has the cachet to move on right now. Uh, I think they're moving on anyway because they benched him. I don't think he wanted to put him out here and say, hey, look at this guy. So we're trying to win the playoffs. And also, by the way, he told Dwayne Haskins, hey, man, I got a lot of faith in you. And then immediately called up two of the quarterbacks from the practice squad. <laughs> eh, I believe in you. But what, what's the saying? Uh, uh, trust, but verify. That's sort of the <laughs> trust, but verify. That's how it works with the quarterback situation. They let Dwayne Haskins throw 55 passes in this you know game. You know why? They wanted his arm to fall off so they could cut him. That's the only explanation. There's only been six games all season where a quarterback has thrown 55 or more passes, and Washington somehow has two of them now. Uh, they also the, did the it. The crazy part is back in week threw, 10, he threw 55 passes, and 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 Terry McLaurin covered his over receiving yards by three and a half. If you tell me Dwayne Haskins throws 55 passes, I think Terry McLaurin has 150 receiving yards. Yeah, he's not great. It's, it's, yeah, he, he was great in college, but as you noted, that doesn't always translate. So, to, to do and, that. and the flip of that, oh, Br- Brinson, how do you feel about your, uh, Washington winning the NFC East pick? You're still in the driver's uh, seat. I, I feel good. If Alex Smith can come back, I'm fine. But what if next week is also 
Dwayne Haskins versus the Carolina Panthers. Your uh, they don't they only uh, I need Antonio Gibson back. That's what I need. I'm not worried. All right, about no that. Smith and no Antonio Gibson next week. Who are you picking? Uh, they'll still win. I think they'll win. Panthers are bad. I thought the craziest thing about this game is if you would have told me that Russell Wilson was only going to throw for 121 yards against this Washington defense, I would have thought, holy crap, Washington just upset the Seahawks. <laughs> but then you're like, but but Dwayne Haskins threw 55 passes. <laughs> I mean, this game, this game is stupid. It doesn't make any sense. All right. I think that's a, a cue to move on then. <laughs> do you trust the, do you trust the Seahawks at all in the, in the postseason? Yeah. Seahawks are still my team. I mean, yesterday we, we talked on the podcast about how Jamie Eisenberg, when asked on, on the, on HQ, who has the best chance of upsetting the Packers? He said the, the Rams, with the exception of Jared Goff playing well. Um, I said the Seahawks because I think the pass rush is getting better and going to continue to let Russ cook. So I'm, I'm riding that since, since my, um, that I pick in the, uh, since my Giants pick blew up my face. Ball. And I'll, I'll just agree with Wilson real quick that I feel like the Titans have been my AFC team all year that I think could lose to anyone and beat anyone in the playoffs. So if they lost on first round, could see it. They could go to the AFC title game, Super Bowl. And the Seahawks, that's how I feel about them in the NFC. They could lose to anyone. Seahawks are the Titans. They're the same team. Exactly. You don't know what's going to show up, who's going to show up. They might score 45 and crush you in the divisional round. They might get shut out in the wild card round. Who knows? That's actually a good comp. For the, I, I like that. Um, Debo provides a stat to us that says the Seahawks have allowed 17 or fewer points in four straight games in the first 10 games of the season. The fewest they allowed in the game is 21. To that, I would say, not to question Debo's stat, but we saw this coming. We said several weeks ago that we were going to hear this, the Seahawks have turned a corner on defense. Do you know why that is, guys? Because they played the Eagles, Giants, Jets, and Washington football team. That's why they haven't allowed 20 points or more. They've played crap teams. They're going to get steamrolled by the Rams this week. Steamrolled? Steamrolled? I I mean, I agree with you. They're going to win. I don't know about steamrolled. Steamrolled. It just seems a little bit crazy, Princeton. Speaking of steamrolled, the 49ers got steamrolled by the Cowboys. What a shootout this was. 41. Cowboys 41. 49ers 33. The Cowboys, obviously, as dogs covered and one outright over 45 and a half hit easily. Was Andy Dalton the top fantasy performer? No, he was not. Tony Pollard was after Zeke Elliott was a late scratch. Pollard went nuts. If you started, if you held on to Tony Pollard in your fantasy playoff race, you are probably heading to the finals. Breach, are your Cowboys back in the NFC East race? They're back in the NFC East race. They were never out of it, Brinson. This is amazing. I said from day one, they had the easiest schedule, so they'd be in at the end. And here we are, two weeks left in the season, and they are absolutely in it. I feel as good as at plus 1,200, those odds that Debo put in, it is insane. This team is one game out of first place with the easiest schedule of any of these teams, and they are giving plus 1,200 odds. Obviously, they play the Eagles uh, next week and the Giants, two divisional games. You win both of those. You get Washington to lose both of them. That's the trouble. I, nope, just I, one. Just one. You only need Washington to go. Washington has six wins? Yeah. Yeah, so you need Washington to lose both of them. That's trouble. I play the game. <laughs> what are you laughing at? He's just like, all Washington has to do is lose one game. Wait, hold on a second. Actually, no, <laughs> it lose, both, lose both games. Okay, so 12 to 1, less enticing. <laughs> Uh, the play of the game for me and sort of served as a microcosm of the, of the season for the 49ers is the onside kick at the end that CD Lamb recovered and sprinted back for a touchdown. 
But then the best part is the 49ers attempt an onside kick. CeeDee Lamb runs into the house, and then the 49ers hit a completely meaningless Hail Mary that counted at the end of the game. This game was stupid. The Cowboys won. Tony Pollard's better than Zeke Elliott. They should have never signed into the contract. The 49ers are a hot mess. They're out of the playoffs. Let's move on. Yeah, Mike McCarthy, save your job. Good job for you, Mike. Bucks, oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, boy. Oh boy. Bucks 31, Falcons 27. The Falcons covered, so there's that. The over hit 49 and a half. Matt Ryan actually had a great game. Uh, so did Tom Brady though, and Calvin Ridley was a big player, but, oh boy. Is it, oh boy, because you got a shout out from the Falcons social media account for picking the Falcons to beat the Buccaneers. Uh, no, I think it's, no, it's an oh boy because the, they had a 27 to four lead or something insane and they coughed it up again. What is in the water in Atlanta where this team can't stop gagging huge leads? My boy, Will Hogan, who's in Raleigh this week, flew out of town, was sitting on, I didn't, I didn't get to hang out with him, but he was, he was just in town. Will Hogan. My buddy, Will Hogan, who I've known for 20 years. Is his middle That's name Hulk? What? <laughs> No, Hogan was down there. He was sitting, he was sitting on like the, like, like, uh, field level seats watching this game, watching Gronk and catching passes from Brady. And I was texting, I was like, man, what, what, what is, how can you keep coughing up these leads? They can't, so what is the deal with this team? They let me just, ask, let me ask you two, you two this question. You want to continue to, to be the riding shotgun on the, on the Raheem, Raheem Moore? No, no, I'm out. Thanks. Okay. Just checking. I actually, I think Raheem Morris is fine, but like, man, this Falcons team, you gotta, they are not fine. You gotta stop coughing up these leads, guys. I don't even know how you explain it. If you're Arthur Blank, you must just be throwing stuff around the Home Depot warehouse. <laughs> guys, it's just amazing that you go up and down the field for the first three quarters, you score 24 points, and all of a sudden, right when the Buccaneers need to get back into the game, you go three and out on, three of four possessions after you take that 24 seven lead when you looked unstoppable on offense. Like it's just mind blowing that their, their offense just hits a wall in the second half. And uh you're up 24 seven at half in the third quarter, in the third quarter. Debo makes the note that the Falcons have led by 16 points in six games this season. They lost three of them. If I were Arthur blank, I would be thinking about selling my home Depot stock for low stock. Why? To, like, to change something up. Um, I know we like to dunk on the Falcons for doing this because they do it a lot, but I think this says more about the, the Buccaneers. And again, why I'm concerned about this team. They still, I mean, okay, they blew the doors off the Falcons, but they have not had a good 60 minute football game offensively all year. I mean, they didn't score a point until the third quarter. They only had 60 total yards in the entire first half against the Falcons defense against the Falcons defense. I mean, this was absolutely. It's oh, by the way, half of football. when Antonio Brown scored, guess what? That was his first touchdown since the, the touchdown he scored last year with the Dolphins in that, in that 11 game, 11 day stretch. I was going to say like 2018, but, um, that was his first touchdown in six games with the Buccaneers. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, they're, do they have too many weapons? And that's the stupid thing to say. Like the Chiefs don't have too many weapons because they knows how to use them, but I feel like they, they don't know what to do with all the weapons they have. It, it doesn't feel like Bruce Arians is doing a great coaching job. But they're going to get to the playoffs. They're going and to the playoffs. Shouldn't the expectation be more than that with this 
this group they have there? I mean, it is more. It's Super Bowl. You want to get to the Super Bowl? Uh, Super Bowl's in Tampa Bay. It's right down the street. You don't even have to leave your house. I would, I would not be shocked if this team was one and done in the playoffs. Just basically what I've seen. I think that this team, I tried to, was I, who was I telling? I was starting to say this on the Twitch stream. Like this team does not want, and we've said this before for weeks. This team, this Buccaneers team does not want to see Washington in the first round. That's the thing. Usually we say, oh, yeah, this, like the Titans, for example, the Seahawks. Yeah, you don't want to face the Titans or the Seahawks. I would imagine there are a lot of teams like, okay, we'll face the Bucs in the playoffs. We're fine with that. Cause the defense under is underwhelming, even though they have a ton of guys who should be, that, that play well at times. And then the offense is not doing anything close to what it's supposed to be doing. I mean, Calvin Ridley lit them up a week after they got, they get smoked week after week. By the way, this was the first time Tom Brady trailed by 17 or more points in the second half. And came back since? and won since he did it to the Falcons in Super Bowl 51 when I was sitting next to Brinson. Oh, what a big jam. Wallace took it in his hands. The Buccaneers did trail by 17 against the Chargers earlier in the season, but that was in the first half. They didn't trail by 17 in the second half. By the way, I wasn't sitting next to either of you because I wasn't invited. I didn't oh, yeah. That was one of those. Oh, what's up? Right, that was when Brady had the restraining order against you, I think. So you weren't allowed to attend. Mm, that's right. Fake news. What's next? Is that that was in Houston, but it featured Atlanta. That's right. Yeah. Not in Atlanta when Breach almost got us arrested and thrown out of the press box. Yes. My goodness. All right, we're gonna combine the final two games here because three of the four AFC South teams are involved. The Colts beat the Texans twenty to twenty seven to twenty. The Texans covered by a measly half a point. The under hit Deshaun Watson, your top fantasy performer. Uh, the Titans <laughs> bludgeoned the Lions 46 to 25. Obviously the overhit Derrick Henry did the, was it, was it Jason Whitlock likes to say it's the dumbest catchphrase of all time. He's like, did the damn thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, did he, he did the damn thing. Like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, how are you, how are you, less, how are you less cool than I am? Uh, Ryan Tannehill was a monster in this game though. Um, so my question to you guys, I'll start with you, Ryan, cause I don't want to hear Breach's answer because I know he's. <laughs> I love the Titans. The Titans are so amazing. God, they're so great. If I weren't the Bengals, I'd love the Titans. Uh, Ryan, who do you think is the best team in the AFC South? You know how, like, you have your, like, a uh, one celebrity cheat with your wife or whatever? When Breach is, <laughs> when Breach is whispering sweet nothings into the Bengals' ear, he goes, I don't like you. I love you, gorgeous Bengal fans, but I love you, you Titan head. <laughs> uh, who's the best team in the AFC? Is that what you said? What'd you ask me? South. Who's oh, gonna win the AFC South? It's the Titans. Like I'm, I'm with Breach <laughs> in that. I know you love Phil Rivers and the and the Colts and the Colts defense has actually been sort of iffy the last three four weeks in terms of they haven't been. Like, I mean, they got thrown all over um, in this game. I think. Uh, well, I, let me help Ryan. When he says they've been iffy, they literally only beat the Texans in two games because the Texans fumbled on the one yard line twice, not once, twice. They did this. Today, when uh, QT, QT, yeah, dropped the. Uh, or, or, <laughs> yeah, that was QT, a heavy. He was heading the end zone. I think it was Darius Leonard that knocked it out, and then it rolled in the end zone. Even if a Texans player recovers it, we're going to overtime, nope. uh, and that was improbable. And then Deshaun Watson fumbled the snap from like the two yard line in the Colts Texans game two weeks ago. So you're talking about two games. They, I hope, probably, I hope Breach. I, I'm glad that Breach was born in like the 80s wow. instead of like the 30s. 
Because he definitely would have ended up in like the propaganda minister of some sort of. Oh life. yeah, he would. I he, mean, this guy—he's like, you believe they should have anything invested in the Titans? I will say this against the Titans. I have everything invested in the Titans. <laughs> Derek Henry, Ryan Tannehill, AJ Brown—they're all legit, and we get that. They have no defense. Defense. The defense has 14 sacks coming into today and coming into Sunday. Guess how many sacks they had coming out of Sunday? 14. 14. Zero sacks against this piece of crap Detroit Lions team that didn't even want to be out there. Credit to Matthew Stafford, by the way, for playing injured. Like, that's a guy who, who could have taken in the last two weeks off because they he, have nothing to play he, for. He's a quiet warrior. He is tough as now. So credit to him. But I mean, that, that's the issue with the, the Titans. That defense, you, there's no question that the, the pass rush isn't showing up because it's not there. Then the, the matter is, can the, can the linebackers and secondary stop people? And a lot of times they can't. Well, it's weird because when we talked about the Saturday games, like for instance, the Panthers, I think had the third fewest sacks in the NFL. They had 19. No reason they should have been able to dominate the Packers O line on Saturday. They sacked Aaron Rodgers five times. And that's not to say that, that the Titans are going to do this. So their pass rush is horrible. It's absolutely horrible. If they lose in the playoffs, it's going to be because of their pass rush. But there's no reason it, it couldn't just show up for one game. You know, like it, it's, it will be there eventually and it's only going to be once or twice. They're going to need it. Uh, but right now it is bad. And that's anyway, how many sacks did Yannick Ngakwe have on Sunday? I think two. Ah, he's, he's like two sacks away from being the leading sacker for multiple teams in one season. Oh, but we talk about how bad their pass rush is. They're still 10 and four. Okay. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. All right. So here, here's my they scored the 30 or more points in their last five games. I think the Colts are more likely to beat the Steelers than the Titans are to beat the Packers. Uh, that's going to be close. What are the, what are the lines on both? Uh, I'm not sure, but the Colts are plus 140 to win the division. So you're bait. Actually, you should probably just take the Colts on the money line against the Steelers, I guess. I would yeah. this line pretty close because they're both away. Uh, yeah, they're well, both. So, but think about it like this. If for the Colts to win the division, basically the Colts have to beat the Steelers and the Packers have to beat the Titans. And I would the Colts think, for the Jaguars in week seventeen. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I think that if you do the money line math, eh, it's probably pretty close. I'm just trying to think if you're better off like betting Packers are minus two hundred. You're on the Colts bandwagon. I think Breach and I are, are driving the the Titans train right now for the division title. So it's it's yeah, you're better off hitting the you're better off just parlaying the Packers and the Colts. All right. On the money line. Rather than taking the actual division bet. Right. Steelers minus two and a half, Packers minus four next week. Correct. I have factored that into my equation. All right. Okay. By the way, uh, you mentioned how good Ryan Tone hope I just want to be uh crystal clear. Uh, five touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three passing, two rushing. He's awesome. He's in a different world. He's sort of a borderline MVP candidate. Well, Ryan, you know what? I have a fun fact about that. Ryan Tannehill is just the fifth quarterback since 2010 to have three passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns in a game. Can you just you know it would have been a good idea, Breach? You could have saved it. You could have saved that fun fact and named Ryan Tannehill your winner for the week. Ooh, you so do that, it anyway because he didn't do it. That Breach is a loser. Boom. Oh, oh, oh pie down hard. Wilson, you're going to be my winner this week. No, you're not. That's what. He may have pulled a hamstring or a muscle, and there is complete elation. It hurts every time. 
<laughs> Every time. Uh, Breach, do you have a winner? Uh, my winner is Jacksonville. Oh. They got smoked. But guess what? They are now in the driver's seat for the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. That franchise has been such trash for so long. I know they had that uh, one good year in 2017. But if you get Trevor Lawrence, that turns around your franchise, and you're likely going to be good for the next decade. Uh, so, Jacksonville, I know you lost today, but you just bought 10 or 15 years of success. I'm going to go I'm gonna get crazier. My winner, the New York Jets. Because, yes, obviously they won a game. But maybe Trevor Lawrence isn't going to be great. Like, you don't know with these quarterbacks. Some idiot on this podcast thought Dwayne Haskins was right. And they have a path to nine wins. It's not a difficult path. <laughs> there you go. So that, those things can happen. So, look, I think the, the Jets are. <laughs> what is this take? What is this take? What take? You want to make it now? <laughs> like the Cowboys, the Jets are winners because huh. maybe Trevor Lawrence isn't good. We got to cut this one and play it after Trevor wins his third Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm grasping the straws. Uh, they won the game. That's the win in the immediate, ter- in the, in the near term. But also, if it means you take an offensive tackle that can help Sam Darnold, that's, that's, it's not really a win, but it, it's something. That's a lukewarm win. They won the football game. <laughs> that was a win. I, I actually don't, I don't hate that take. In the sense that I'm trying to, I'm trying to defend a win as being a win, and, and, but it when in reality. Oh, no, but maybe Sam Darnold's a guy and maybe this is where it turns a corner and you get a tackle for him and Joe Douglas gets to build a, a no. team and you don't have to he's not worry about it. <laughs> I think Sam Darnold's good. I, but I'll, I'll go down. We'll see. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the game, that's the win. Speaking of quarterbacks, I love my big winner here. Mitsubishi Mitchell Trubisky. That's right. The Bears are back in the winner-loser circle again, and it's because they won. It's because Trubisky is the winner, and the Bears are fighting for their playoff lives, and the Bears are going to be in the mix for the playoffs or maybe just in the playoffs. I hope they are because if they are, you know what that means, guys? It means that not only are Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace not getting fired, but Ryan Pace is going to be given carte blanche to put his, to jam his greasy little mitts all over this franchise for another five or six years. He's going to get to give Trubisky a franchise tag and an extension. He's going to be in charge of the Allen Robin negotiate, Allen Robinson negotiations. He's going to be in charge of giving Khalil Mack another contract. He's going to be in charge of drafting 14 or 15 more tight ends and he's going to screw it all up again. And Bears fans for the fifth straight year will whine and whinge about the fact that they should be respected. No, you get no respect. Your team stinks. You're about to sign Mitchell Trubisky to a giant contract after you lose the first round of the playoffs. Enjoy life. Enjoy the offseason. Wilson, any losers for you? Yeah, let's see here. I'm I'm going through these teams, sir. I'm going to go. I don't want to say the Eagles because I think they had more victory. We talked about that earlier. So I'm going to go with the Giants. And I think, obviously, they lost to the Browns. It wasn't even close. They made some poor decisions. We talked about that fourth and five on the first drive where they had the punter throw the ball to the center. But I think they they lost last week when they played Daniel Jones when he shouldn't have played. You take that L with uh, Colt McCoy. You come back this week with a healthier Daniel Jones who has two, three weeks off to recover with the hamstring. That ship has sailed. They're not going to win the division. They had an opportunity. They were in great shape to do so. They're not beating the Ravens next week. So I think that's a wrap on the season for them, unfortunately. Um, I was going to go with the Patriots because they got eliminated from the playoffs, 
But I thought, you know what? They've been to the playoffs and won their division 17 of the past 19 years. If anything, we should all be pouring one out for them uh, rather than naming them losers. I was going to do another team, but I want to mention because I want to steal Brenton's in case I name a bunch. So I'm just going to go with the Rams. Look, yeah. uh, you lost to an own 13 team. That's absolutely embarrassing. Sean McVay admitted it was embarrassing. Anybody who watched that game was embarrassed to watch it because – it was just embarrassing. I can only use the word embarrassing so much in a sentence because that's what this game was. I If it costs the Rams, if the Rams do not win the division title because they lost to the New York Jets. What if they miss the playoffs? If you they miss the playoffs. They're going to beat the Seahawks. You guys are you guys are the losers. Losing to the Jets makes you a loser, Wilson, not knowing. Yeah. The only thing worse than losing to the Jets is naming the Jets as your winner. Yes. Oh. Inside a dumpster fire. Why does that thing play through my? Fa- I don't understand that. Um, you're the you're the button pusher. I hit the wrong button. I was trying to press <laughs> the Mickey B button. Uh, my uh, my loser was also going to be the Patriots, but I thought Breach would take them. Um, oh. I do think there's a case to be made that Bill Belichick will be dogged this entire off season by people who question his credentials because. He's missed the playoffs twice, three times since 2000. Do you know what all three of those seasons have in common? Everything, no Tom Brady. Everything. No you need to Tom play. Brady. Yeah, but I mean, Andy Reid ain't going to the playoffs. Well, he did go with Alex Smith, but he ain't winning the Super Bowl with with without Patrick Mahomes. Belichick's coach for the Patriots from 2000 to 2020. He's missed the playoffs three times. All three times of those, Tom Brady didn't play. Now, I don't agree with that take, but I just think. That will dog him. However, my real loser is the king of loser town right now. Carson Wentz. What are you doing? Get a control, get control of your life, man. You're letting your agents leak out before Sunday's games that you want out of Philadelphia when you have a billion dollar contract and the $59 million cap hold next year. What are you thinking? That is the. That is a tantrum. You threw a tantrum on a Sunday morning because you weren't starting instead of Jalen Hurts. Grow up, bro. You can't start anymore. You need a break. Take a breather and let your mind rest and quit leaking stuff out to the media. It's pathetic. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. And as Breach would say, it's embarrassing. (laughs) Multiple. Why is it embarrassing? It's embarrassing. It's also embarrassing. Got it, Breach. Um, all right, that's it. That's a show. Next up, Ryan Finley Bowl Monday night. Oh, that's I right. I cannot Ryan wait. I've just got a tattoo artist on standby. If are you going to Venmo him as soon as the Bengals win? Yeah, Venmo him as soon as he sets up his. Oh, you were paying for it, Brinson. I'll I'll double. I will Venmo you any amount of money you want <laughs> if you get a Ryan Finley tattoo on your body. I don't think it'll ever happen. Looking forward. You don't think they're going to win. Nothing's out of the question. If Deontay Johnson Johnson drops fifty passes, Ben Roethlisberger, his arms fall off, they have to go to Mason Rudolph. You never know. You never know. Anything can happen. Any Steelers given- are going to win by double digits. That's right. They are. They're going to cruise control victory. This is uh, not the Jets like zero and thirteen, desperate to avoid falling down in, in history as an zero and sixteen team. This is the Bengals with <laughs> Ryan. It just beat the Rams. Finley. Well, th- that's what I'm saying. Is the Jets were desperate. Like you don't want to oh. beat zero and sixteen. The Bengals don't have that desperation. They have Ryan Finley. We gotta get out of here before a hundred, two hundred minutes. But um, <laughs> if the Bengals do win, you are gonna want to tune in because it's going to be 
Breach pouring champagne over himself for a rhyme. Stabs himself with a pencil to put a rhyme. I'll have a rough draft of the drawing that Ryan will be getting on his back. Yes. See you guys tomorrow. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.